Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome back to the From the Back Tees podcast. I'm Zach Penser, as you guys know. With me, as always, we got Nolan T. Smith and our new addition, we got Brett Wolvert. So uh, we got a big show today. We have some uh, good ideas. I know we're going to be doing a NFL style or a PGA Tour style NFL draft. I think that's right. But before that, how are you guys doing? Doing great, Zach, man. Um, still still living the quote-unquote dream, right? Living, <laughs> working at home, I guess. I don't know how much uh, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I didn't, in my dreams, there wasn't so much of me in my house, but, you know, can't complain. This <laughs> is working brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, well, you told me you got a keyboard, so you're working that. Yeah, got learning the piano, so that's not going very well, but it's, you know. A musical man. Well, yeah. before we uh, get into things, I know last time we weren't really able to introduce you, Brett, because we had a guest on, but uh, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Brett. Um, I grew up just outside of uh, Portland, Oregon. I actually went to the same high school as Nolan, a uh, year below him. Um, then... Um, after that, I went to school at the University of Evansville. That is in Indiana. Uh, played golf there for two years. Didn't really like it. Not a huge fan of Indiana. Uh, no offense to anybody out there. Um, and uh, took a year off to uh, try to get better at golf so I could play at a major program. Uh, went to the University of Arizona. That didn't work out too well, um, both in the golf and the school. Um, you know, during the day when it's 80 degrees, you don't really want to go to class. You just want to go play golf and then, you know, maybe a little bit too much partying. And then uh, after that, went to Oregon State, finished up there, um, just graduated in the fall. And um, I'm just looking for jobs and, uh, you know, talking some golf. What is Evansville like, Brett? I know you spent, you spent like a full year out there, right? Or two, two years out there. Two years, yeah. So it's interesting because, like, it's actually like a city of, like, 250,000. It's the third biggest city in, in Indiana. Um, but it's kind of a sprawl. Um, you know, it's just really flat. and It's just it's kind of what you think of when you think of Indiana. It's just flat and maybe not the prettiest. Um, but I guess a positive, there was, like, any kind of fat fast food you could think of <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. like it's like you know uh, like parks and rec where like pawnee is like the fourth most obese city in the united states it's kind of you know i wouldn't be surprised if it was based on evansville exactly like any time of the day anything you could think of that you wanted to eat they had so that was i guess yeah that was a positive what was like your guys's home course um so we had a few um it was it was a country club. It was okay. It was um, Oak something. Oakmont, I'll just say. Yeah, Oakmont. <laughs> you know, it was it was nice. Um, you know, it's it, it's Indiana, so like in the winter, the conditions maybe weren't the best. Um, I'm sure it was great in the summer. Uh, one course that we did get to play, we only got to play it once a week, but um, Victoria National. It's like ranked like maybe like the 60th best course in the United States. Um, private course, um, and uh, they used to hold a web.com tour event there up until like a few years ago, the United Leasing Championship. Um, 
So that was pretty cool that we got to go out there once a week. And it was just, oh, it was pure, pure. It was built on an old um, like rock quarry and it just filled in with water. And so it was just, there was water everywhere. And it was beautiful, tight fairways. How does how does it work? Like, because uh, our college sports is very different than college athletics in the states. Like, how does it work being a student athlete in golf? Do you play every day? Pretty much. Um, basically, we just had deals where we would just show up, be like, "Hey, I'm on the golf team. Can I go out and play?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, sure." Or you know, "Hey, I'm on the golf team. Can I get a bucket of balls?" Sure. Um, we had workouts twice a week at six a.m. Um, I mean, which isn't too bad and then um yeah basically we just had to make our schedule so we had morning classes we were done by basically one or two every single day and then play golf seven days a week you know nine holes hit balls whatever it is not so, a bad gig were you guys yeah. uh running like uh hank haney was making nick do <laughs> no we didn't have to do anything like that um Although, like, there were some parallels that Nick kind of, like, between, it sounds like Hank Kenny and my coach that, um, like, I remember one time I was in a tournament, and um, my coach was really old school, really old school. He only liked people hitting draws. That's it. And I, so I remember I was on par five, going for it in two from, like, 200 yards out. The pin was tucked back left. Um, and I wanted to hit a cut into it because I knew, like, my miss with the cut, if anything, is going to be short right and I won't be short-sided, and I would have been fine. And if I hit it good, it's going to be right at the pen. And uh, he comes up, and he's like, you know, what, do, what do you think about hitting a draw here? Uh, he, <laughs> he was kind of country, old country like that. You tell him and, maybe uh, one of the greatest, or maybe the greatest player ever, <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I, I played like know. a draw, or a, sorry, a fade every time. So. Yeah, I, I mean – I, you know, it is what it is, but like, so I just, you know, I was like, I just don't feel comfortable hitting a draw because if I go left, then I'm short sighted. And he just said, okay, and then got in his cart and went away before I even had the shot. He was like, pissed at me because I didn't want to hit a draw. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, getting off kind of me, but I mean, I have a lot of friends who um, played college golf. It was funny, the golf course that I, uh, not, not exactly grew up playing at because I didn't start playing golf until I was 14. Um, but when I did, like the guys I was playing with, one of them played at Cal. Um, the other one played at UCLA and is now trying to go pro. The other one played at uh, Loyola Marymount is now trying to go pro. I had another one play at Oregon State. Uh, another one played University of Idaho. These are a lot of guys who are from the Oregon Golf Club? Yeah, and this was kind of my friend group. So, I mean, I like – well, I played – I mean, I played Division One golf, which isn't too bad, and you know, but I was probably one of the worst out of all those guys. So, you know. Um, but anyway, yes, in terms of like coaches, you know, college, go, college golf coaches are an interesting breed because it's, you know, it's not like basketball or football or anything like that where, you you know, you're designing a system. You just have players who are just trying to get to play good. And, yeah. How did you, you said you started playing at 14 and what, by, what is it, 18 you're playing Division One or 19 in the state? Yeah. Um, I guess 13, 14. Um, so basically you went from never playing golf to six years later playing like top college golf. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of lucky. I'm, I'm tall. I'm like six, four, six, five. Oh, I would not have thought you were six, four, six, five. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, well know, now it's easy. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly, I'm relatively athletic. I can hit the ball pretty far. Um, 
No, so yeah, so the first time I like seriously like remember watching golf was the 2008 US Open. So, I mean, I saw Tiger Woods and I was like, you know, that looks fun. Uh, not the broken leg part, but like the winning <laughs> tournament and, you know, I mean, that just looked incredible. So the next day I was like, dad, I want to play golf. All right, let's get you some clubs. Um, started playing golf from there. I wasn't very good. I mean, obviously at first I was, you know, hundreds, nineties, and then I got it down by the time I was a junior to like, I mean, I played like high school golf with Nolan. Um, and so his senior year, my junior, I mean, I was probably a mid seventies to mid eighties player right around an 80 shooter. And then I decided, I was like, I won't really want to play college golf. Um, so I sat out basically the best coach in the area, maybe in the state. Um, and I was like, Hey, can we do this? Cause he kind of didn't take on a lot of people. And he's like, sure. I have some room right now. And then within three months, I went from a, like a 80 shooter to a, like a low to mid 70 shooter. And then from there, yeah, this guy plays a lot of golf, Zach. Like I remember playing a lot of golf myself that summer after I graduated, and this dude was playing twice as much golf. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would get up, like, a lot. <laughs> I golf from like most days in the summer from about like nine to ten a.m. to eight at night. See, that's the part that you left out of the story where it's like... Well, yeah, I mean, it's not like... I mean, I didn't just snap my fingers. And obviously, it, it took some hard work. But, I mean, it's like, like hard work. I mean, I absolutely I loved it. I love golf. Uh, well, you know, it's a love-hate thing. Because, um, you know, I can work as hard as I want. I, I'll probably never get better than I was, you know, four or five years ago. So that's that's the part that sucks. But, uh, yeah, no, so I worked pretty hard for it. Um, you know, and it made some good friends. I had a lot of fun. So are you like, uh, do you bomb it down the fairway coming in at six four six five? So I bomb it, not exactly down the fairway. Uh, you know, we were talking uh, before we started, and the last time I played, I, sh- I went, uh, I shot 78, but I went 45-33, and on the front nine, I lost five golf balls on a really wide golf course. <laughs> on a really wide golf course. And on the back nine, I finally started hitting some good shots. Yeah, so I mean, when I'm hitting it well, like, 300 to 320 and if it yeah, if it stays in play it's pretty good but no. that's what the thing is I, I usually shoot like mid 70s with like four to eight pound strokes <laughs> i like that he's yeah. wild man he's really <laughs> stroke guy too yeah big poly stroke because then you could just tell everyone like i would have broken like oh yeah like oh, a 63 today especially like i don't know Everyone loves to do it. Like, I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but especially when you're younger. Like, oh, my God, if I just didn't do this, if I didn't do that, I would have shot such a good number. Oh, yeah, I was the king of that. <laughs> Brett, what, what, uh, what kind of clubs are you playing right now? I just remember back when we were playing a lot, you were playing the Nike Blades, and I was like, my gosh, dude, I would be just shanking the crap out of these. Cause... Those were beautiful clubs. <laughs> no, that, well, now I, I – um, so I actually just applied for a few jobs, uh, to be an assistant pro, um, because golf courses. So living in Oregon, golf courses are one of the few things that are open and actually I could find jobs that are hiring. Um, so I'm looking to get some new clubs and hopefully I can get some discounts there, but, um, playing ping woods, uh, love ping, uh, Titleist irons. I'm still, I'm kind of playing blades. I play blades, pitching wedge through six iron. And then I go to the cavity back five through three. Um, Vokey wedges and then uh, trusty Nike putter. Yeah. 
Dude, you were always switching up putters. What, what, See, that's uh, the Nike story. putter are you talking about? Um, so I got it at, right about as I was leaving Evansville after my sophomore year of college. And that summer I hurt my wrist. And so I couldn't do anything but chip and putt for three months. And I realized that, you know, maybe it's not the putter. Maybe I'm just shit at putting. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so I had, I bought this Nike putter and then um, just got pretty good at putting, you know, three months off. That's all, all I did. And so now I've had it for five years. That's good. I'm glad you found one that you yeah. can finally settle down with. Yeah, no, I love it. I don't think I'm going to be 80, you know, putting. well, maybe not 80. We'll see. But uh, like, you know, 60, 70 with that. Thing. Like four months. He's going to be like, fuck this putter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it like I, uh, I switched once and then, I bought a brand new putter, you know, it's like doled out like 250 bucks. And then a week later, I, you know, it was on Craigslist or uh, eBay. You know? <laughs> uh, Brilliant buyer. Yeah, I've tried, you know, I've thought about it. Um, and then it just, just didn't happen. You know, I got it's, it's like, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, to compare myself with Tiger Woods might be a little stretch, but it's, you know, it's Tiger and his elder wand, you know, he might, he might, he might stray here or there. Um, you know, but he's, he's, he's got to come back to it. Do you think he just switched to the, what was it, the Admore or Ardmore, whatever that was two years ago, just to bump some tailor-made sales? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he was definitely searching for something. And yeah. his putting wasn't, I mean, his putting wasn't great with his flat stick before that. Um, yeah. But then, I mean, I, he got it. I don't know. You know, the results speak for itself. Yeah. I think he just took some, some reps back with yeah. Scotty. Or it's like, um, you know, you don't know what you got until uh, until you don't have it anymore. You know, he, he went to a few other putters and then he realized, you know, I think he said that, um, that well, there's two putters in his putting studio that are off limits to his kids and it's that one and the, and the 97 putter. You know, he probably went in his putter, putting studio one day and just looked at it and he's like, oh, what are you doing sitting here? Like, why are you not in my bag? Like, Does that puppy off? Exactly. Yeah, just you know, brings back all the old memories. So, so many good memories. What were there? Was there anyone on uh, Evansville that made it? You know, further than past collegiate golf. I mean, there's um, I know there's one that tried recently. His name's Tyler Gray. He was a year below me, um, and he was played in some mini tour events. You know, last summer, just last fall. Zach's going to be playing some mini tour events. Me and Tyler can be paired <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly. I'll set it up. You guys can play your practice rounds together. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to be with nobody, or we're never going to get a guest again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's better than I ever was. But um, yeah, no, I mean, Evansville's like, I mean, it's D1, mid major, but like, I mean, it's like, consistently ranks like 200th to 250th in the nation. So it's not um, – How many teams are D1? I think 330 or something like oh, that. Wow. That's way more than I thought. I don't know. I haven't looked at – like, if you want to look, you can go on golf stat. Um, that's where all the college rankings are. Um, you can look at that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah someone out there will fact check you. Yeah. yeah, so we, I mean, we were playing teams like Butler, um, 
Creighton, Dayton. Creighton's my favorite college sports team. I, them and Purdue. All right. Okay, yes. wait. Zach, yes, we'll mid-majors, um, <laughs> IUPUI, Indiana, Dr. University of Purdue, University of Indiana. The worst I'm name. Derail us, Zach, but yeah. why the crap do you like Purdue and Creighton? Okay, well, Purdue is simple. It's because I'm a huge Saints fan, and Drew Brees went to Purdue, and they have the same colors as the Saints. True. Creighton is because so we've always done these March Madness pools, and for some reason I just like fell in love with Doug McDermott when he was there because I'm like this guy's incredible. He's like he just shoots every single time the team has the ball, and his dad's the coach. So this is not a joke. For the last ten years, I've taken Creighton to win March Madness, and <laughs> I won one year because do you remember when Syracuse made the finals? Yeah, when they were like a ten seed. Yeah. So I took them losing to Creighton in the finals <laughs> and the amount of points from the multiplication of having Syracuse win, it was enough to beat like 2,000 other people. That's so I have a Creighton winning bracket. Yeah, I kind of like um, – I'm kind of the same way. Now, I guess it can be perceived as a little bit of a bandwagon or probably a lot of a, lot of a bandwagon. Um, but I – so I grew up an Oregon State fan, and their basketball team was crap. So I mostly just grew up in Oregon State football fan and then I would play like NCAA basketball 2003 with my friend Ryan Walsh and um he would always play as Adam Morrison at Gonzaga and I would play as JJ Redick from Duke and so like I just kind of became a Duke fan a Duke basketball fan through that because I have been for the last what is it like 16 17 years now I've never been been like a diehard it's definitely what? something I have to do to go to a college sporting event. That's like top priority. Yeah. I just realized Oregon State, is it Oregon State or Oklahoma State where Chuba Hubbard plays the running back, the Canadian guy? Oklahoma State. Oh, Oklahoma. Let's see, I confused the two. One of the LSUs. Yeah. Yeah. No, one of my bucket list is going to like an LSU football game or an Alabama yeah. football game, something like that. That would just be ridiculous. Yeah. I went out to the – when Oregon State played at Michigan, that was pretty cool. And when Michigan State and the U of O played at Michigan State, that was pretty sweet because they were both, like, top-ranked in the nation. They are like, top ten each. And that was a fun game to be at for sure. But, yeah, I feel like everyone in the States has to pick between Duke or UNC. Are you a Duke or a UNC, like, yeah. basketball yeah. fan? Like, yeah. no matter – where your Here other even more severe because there's no teams close to us. So everyone just cheers for like the top teams. So everyone's like a Duke or UNC fan to like a minimal extent. Is there not much like college sports atmosphere in Canada? There's a lot of like zero. private stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, so I went to like probably the biggest like college in Montreal or Quebec even. Their football games probably have a thousand people, and you could just like stand on the sideline, basically. Like no one knows. I don't know if they're good, if they're bad. Like American football or high school football in the United States. American football. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, actually, I think they play by Canadian football rules. Now that I think of it. Oh. Okay. But like Laurent Duvernay Tardif, the guy on the Chiefs, he went to McGill. You know who he is? He's like their doctor. The one who's the doctor in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so he's he went to school in Montreal. He's like French Quebec. Right on. Yeah. We got a couple Canadians coming up. That Tyler Johnson guy, the wide receiver, Minnesota. 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 Second round pick. Practically. We thought Canada's gonna take over. Just watch. Canadian have you guys ever watched the Canadian football league game? Gosh. I, I don't think even... maybe on like watch like uh, what's his name Johnny Menzel. I was yeah. at his first game, the one where he threw two interceptions on his first two throws. <laughs> iconic. Oh, while we're still on football talk, why not bring it up right now? Who uh, the New Orleans Saints just signed? Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Weird move. And then they gave Taysom Hill like a boatload of money to be like, God, uh, that's like a crazy. I love Taysom Hill, but they give him a a good contract. They give him seventeen million. I guess it's like only for one year, but he's not even a quarterback. Yeah, well, it was a two-year extension for like twenty-one million, but the four million was already like guaranteed. They knew. What the heck? The Winston signing's good though. I like that one. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he got. Um, you always see him, and he would always be super squinty out there. And I th- he got LASIK this summer. Yeah. Well, or, worst case scenario, he's. Like, still a very good backup relative to, like, what these other teams are working with, even if he throws, like, a billion interceptions. Yeah. I mean, he almost led the league in yards, interceptions, and touchdowns. Yeah. And he got – I mean, I think he only had – was it the yards and the interceptions or the touchdowns and the interceptions he had last year? Uh, Yards and interceptions. Yards, yeah. He led the league in two out of three, which is – Yeah, but, like, uh, even – he's, like, a good guy to have, like, in a playoff. Like, if Breeze got injured, God forbid – yeah, it would be a good playoff guy. Either you know you're screwed and you're gonna get killed, or you're gonna like blow them out with Winston throwing like 600 yards. He just it up. Tampa Bay, like put him on a good team like the Saints. You know, with maybe you know after he has LASIK with a good coach. And yeah, but I'm sure I like. It seems very likely he's just gonna sit on the bench for a year and then go somewhere else. Or maybe I mean Breeze is he was. That's what I'm hoping. That it was rumored that he was gonna retire. Like, yeah, spring well, and he's then so he's, much he's, older. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's back. So maybe, maybe he only has, you know, two, three years left, and then Jameis comes in when he's, you know, in his late 20s. Yeah, when he would have to not go to another team, though. That's the problem. Yeah. All right, Paul, though, look at this segue. Yeah. yeah. We have a good idea for the show today because we're running out of ideas since we are not having any golf, so a golf podcast is <laughs> not ideal. Nolan, do you want to give the uh, premise? Yes, of course. So NFL draft just happened. Um, so we thought, why not? Let's draft the PGA Tour. We're going to go with current players only. Um, and we're going to do eight picks each in snake serpentine style here. Um, we can talk about it later, but um, we're kind of thinking like a this year moving forward like who would you want to be on like your team of PGA Tour players so um uh with that i believe Brett Wolvert is on the clock <laughs> okay i think i think i'm going to go with Rory um i know it's the easy, the easy pick at number 1 um but you know golfers kind of come into their prime in their early 30s. I think, what is he, like 30, 31 now? Um, so, yeah, I think he has a good 10 years left, and I think he's going to win some more majors. 
I like it. I'm not going off the board just yet. I'm going with uh, Brooks Kepka. you know. He's still young, going to keep winning U.S. Opens. and uh, Majors only. Steel at number two. <laughs> Steel. All righty, all righty. Gosh. This is Who, if any, is going to pick Tiger is the question. <laughs> this is where it starts getting interesting, my friends. Who should I pick at three? And then I get – Another pick at four. That's the other thing. So I get to go back to back here. And um, I think we're going to keep it rolling with chalk um, as it goes as the top four in the world. Um, oh, gosh. Or do you want to? Okay. Third pick. Am I running low on time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Third pick. Pick is in. I'm going Justin Thomas. Um, the dude's just a, a baller, so gamer. Agreed. American. I love Americans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Justin Thomas at three, and now is where I have a predicament. <laughs> I want my guy, but I'm afraid one of you is gonna stretch out a little and steal him from me. <laughs> Could happen. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay chalk. I'm gonna go with John Rom. I thought you were gonna pass on him. That would have been a wild no, move. That dude, John Rom. this John Rom is up and coming, and he's gonna rattle off some. You know, I got I got two people. I'm con- I'm debating between. I'm not gonna say the other one. They're both young guys, though. I'm going to go the high upside pick of Bryce and DeChambeau. Wow. Okay. All right, not bad. You like that big chest of his? That's right. Yeah. All right, well, I'm glad because you guys didn't take any. Yeah, Brett takes my other pick. You guys weren't going to take my, my second or third pick. All right, with my second pick, I'm going Tiger Woods. Dang it. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, I mean the next time all four majors are going to be played, he's going to win all four majors. <laughs> I'll put money on that right now. You need um, wins right away. And then with my third pick, I'm going Colin Morikawa. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. My pick. Young kid, already ranked 44th in the world, already has a PGA Tour win. Um, And he played with my friend at Cal. That is a lovely story. Got some insight there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just remember my friends saying, like, this kid is just going to be ridiculous. Oh, they're worldly. Yeah, and then he was ridiculous. And then, yeah. yeah. I am picking the guy who I think will be the future number one. He's gone from 38th in the world to 18th in the world. He's now 7th in the world. Patrick Cantlay. Okay. Wow. I like that pick. That's a good pick. That was who I was considering, him or Bryson. But I guess we weren't going to take either. So. Yeah, I like me some Patrick Cantlay for sure. Dudes. Yeah, his, his story is good, too. I mean got in the car accident. He was, like, injured for forever and then comes back and within, what, like a year and a half is top ten in the world. This is, like, exactly like the NFL draft. How after a guy gets picked, we just say his <laughs> yeah. story about his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his dad died, his mom died. This is like, <laughs> Sidebar on that. That was a bit fucked up every single pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the most tragic thing in their life. 
Yeah, it used to be like a thing where they do like a like a little fun anecdote, and then I guess it just turned. You know, I don't know. Maybe the commission was like, "Hey, fuck it." You know, we're doing this at home. Everything's going to shit. Let's just do. Let's just make this a dark draft. Oh, yeah, that was a turn for the the odd there. Yeah. Um. All right, so it's my pick now. That's right. We're into the back end of the third round here. Um, and there's still a lot of top golfers on the board. Um, a lot of us are kind of going with the mid range, like future, half future, half, half now, win now mode. Maybe I should just go full San Antonio Spurs and like <laughs> get all the good old guys. How'd that work for them? <laughs> they got one like recently. Um, gosh. Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to go. I still got some faith for Dustin Johnson. That's a good one. DJ, DJ late third round, I think that's a pretty solid pick there. And then uh, moving forward, I'm going to throw in a little Xander Shoffley. Yeah, another good one. I love Xander. Xander's the next Tiger Woods, but not as good. Next Tiger Woods? Did he win a major by 21? (laughs) this is a a tough pick here I refuse to pick Patrick Reed thank you (laughs) we were going to try to go the whole draft without saying his name Zach he's not picked for his personality (laughs) you must not be named I'm just doing some uh, some research here on age I'm an ageist just splitting the hairs with, with whatever they're Ages. Okay, this might be a reach, but I'm taking Sung J M. How old is he? Twenty-two. Oh yeah, that's right. He's young. He's good. Yeah, he just won. Yeah, I know. Well, not I'm curious, as, I'm curious as to who you were deciding between. Can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no. All right, so I got two here. Um, Fans are gonna hate me for that pick, eh? <laughs> it's a winner. Yeah, not bad. Um, I'm really a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the in between guys are kind of gone, and now it's think just of, either youth or experience. Think of this pick as you're you're rounding out your starting foursome here. It's true. After this pick, you'll be halfway full there, right? How did I put the pressure on? <laughs> I just like I'm looking because I want to pick. I mean, I have two picks, and I want to pick one one young guy, and then one kind of. I mean, here, let me. Yeah, I'm doing a little research too. Oh dang! It Let's suck. see. Corey Connors still on the board. It's true. Corey Connors is still <laughs> be a good pick. Jordan Thomas. Smith Thomas Peters. I was thinking, you know, I'll just go with my young guy now, right behind Colin Markawa, Scotty Scheffler. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's like he was on the web, or I guess the the Corn Ferry last year, and now he's already up to forty fifth in the world. True. That's not bad. So I, I mean, I have him and Colin Markawa for, I mean, twenty years on my team. Mm-hmm. So, if I don't trade them, if I don't leave. 
Um, there were a couple other better options there. That was a way worse pick than mine. Let's be real. So <laughs> great. Yeah, that was a great pick. Where's, uh, what is he ranked? Oh, the 23rd? Yeah, that's not bad. I don't. I just think Scotty Shepard is a hard one. Sorry. Um, and then let's just go with Tony Finau at 16. Okay. I mean, he's just... He's he's gonna he's gonna win at least one major. He's got it. I'm going with my favorite player, Hideki. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Team international over there. That's right. <laughs> I've got a lot of international flair. My last three picks. Yeah, I mean he's good. I mean. Oh wait, no. Oh, yeah, putt, but he's good. No, did I get something wrong, Zach? My last two picks. Sorry. Okay. I read it wrong. <laughs> okay. Just. Just checking. Oh, gosh. Oh, what to do? What to do here? Is this match play format or uh, stroke play? <laughs> um, I no, think it's Ryder Cup format. Ooh. Neither. It's, it's, it's all of the above. It's career. It's who's having <laughs> the best career. Right. Well, in the next couple of years, right? Well, I'm just going forward. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. It's like I mean, you know, it's like the NBA draft. They don't they don't pick the best player. They pick the player with you know the eighteen year old with the highest upside. Yeah, you got some upside. You got some win now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Adam God. Scott, sixth in the world. Hey now. Sitting pretty. Yeah. Um. I uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there, Zach. I'm going Adam Scott. Why not? Into it. <laughs> Just listen whatever the boss man says. <laughs> I'm going Adam Scott for my fifth round closer and for sixth round. Let's see here. There's a couple guys still out there. Oh, I, got next I got my next pick. There we go. I feel like I'm stealing Brett's pick. I hope not. I think uh, it's so good. Like, this is a winning team. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just keep taking the cream of the crop, and uh, you know, people want to be mad about this pick. They can be mad, but I'm taking Patrick Reed. Oh yes, he didn't take my guy. What a mistake again! I am going. Donald doesn't respect himself. The man with the luscious long hair, Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, that's who I was deciding between. That wasn't my next pick, but that was, you know, that was two picks from now. So it was going to be your next pick because you have two picks. Well, I, well, one of my next picks. But, no, my next pick is Francesco Molinari. Okay. Wow. I mean, I mean, the dude started on the last year and a half. It's true. He's just yeah. falling off a cliff. I mean, you fell off a cliff at the right time, you know, with true. The, uh, at the Masters. So. I don't think anybody outside of his. I thought you picked him. You're so happy for. Didn't like seeing that. Yeah, just I mean, if anything, I'll just keep him on the bench. But just to thank him for last year. He's good morale booster for Tiger. Exactly right. Just just keep him around. Just put him behind Tiger and Tiger. Tiger and Fran. (laughs) Tiger and Fran. Exactly. Um. And then we'll just go with just the machine. Little older, Justin Rose. Okay. Just clinical. He is clinical. When he when he's putting well, it's get out of the way. 
there are a couple of good options right now. Who do I go is the question. I don't know. You guys are going way too fast for me. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm going to take this guy just because I'm a big fan of his name. That's the sole reason. It is Jazz Janawatanon. <laughs> I almost picked that guy too just because of the name. Wait, I don't I'm even gonna... know who he is. He's 39th in the world. Sorry? He's 39th in the world and I have yeah. no idea who he is. Jazz Janawatanon. Good luck spelling that, Nolan. Uh, I, so I just put jazz, so yeah. No, we need the full name. How am I going to tweet it out with just jazz? That makes it a whole lot less funny. Well, there will be some uh, editing done by our editor in chief then. All right. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, it's my pick again. I got two guys. Hmm, I got to take a look at my team, see what my my needs are here. I don't need anything. Put up with Patrick Reed. <laughs> that's a see. That's a fair point there. Yeah, now you wish you had Tiger, don't you? <laughs> I do want to pick a locker room guy. Um, but I hope I can wait out for my locker room guy. Oh wait, no, I'm doing my last two picks here, guys. That's uh, that came at me real quick. Oh yeah, life comes at you fast. Okay, I think I got it. Seventh rounder, I am going Abraham Answer. Whoa, that's who I almost picked. You know how much I love Abraham Answer. I love that dude. I want I I feel like I picked him like so many times to win last. Me too. That guy's a future star. Yeah. Um, he's young too, and I don't know. He's he's obviously a nice kid. <laughs> a lot of good players left, you know. Yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler hasn't been picked. Um, you got Louis season. You got U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland. But Matt Kuchar still on the board. I don't think anyone's picking Matt Kuchar. I mean, he's a. I mean, he's a. In his career, you know, backdoor top 10 guy. Now he's, I think, backdoor top 20 guy. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, if it was like one on one, I don't, I wouldn't really trust him at this point in his career. You got Phil? Phil's still out there. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, since uh, I'm going to go with my young gun of the night. Anyone uh, want to take a guess who it's going to be? No, uh, Victor Hovland. You go. You think Victor Hovland? Yeah. Good guess, Zach. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my guess too, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah. All right. I'm in Wolfie, but uh... another steal right now. This is my this is my locker room guy. This is your last world, Webb Simpson. All right, Weber. Well, yeah, you got a top ten guy in the world is the last pick. That's not bad. Yeah, you guys are terrible at this. And so I get my last one. Last pick, Brett. Yeah, because I was going to get Hovland. I was just going to have all young guys. <laughs> uh, it was, it was going to be like the, what, like the, the 2014. You don't have that many young. Female Molinari and Rose aren't so young. Well, I know, but I would have had 
Scotty Scheffler or Kyle Morikawa and Victor Hovland with some experience too. I'm going to look up how old Jazz Janawata and Anand is. He's like 50. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. Do you know his real name is Atiwit? What? Uh, his name is Atiwit, nicknamed Jazz. That's where I got that name. He's 24. Stop. All right. I got, I got my pick. We're going right, to go. Uh, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant here. Mr. Irrelevant, Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. Yeah. I mean, he's just been so solid for so long. And, you know, now he's he's at that Ryder Cup level, major winning level. So, yeah. I would agree. I so want to do a little uh, analysis. Maybe the best sleeper pick of the draft from a team not yours. Yeah. Okay. I don't, okay. Have, I don't have any of this written down, so I, could, I don't know any of the teams. I barely know. <laughs> well, I've Mine, got. I think the best sleeper pick, Nolan got DJ with the ninth pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. How old is he? He's still pretty young. 33, 34? Yeah, he's got to be mid, mid-30s. I'm on it. Um, I definitely 35. think. Yeah. Oh, turning 36 soon, too. Um, I definitely think Webb. <laughs> In the eighth round is a yeah, that's pretty snag there. Pathetic competition and jazz. Just look at that lineup. Okay, I don't know about diversity. jazz. Jazz could be out of the top 100 next year. Jazz could be. He won't be though. Jazz is more likely to be number one than to move down. Period. That guy's only going up. Only going up. How intimidating is that name on the leaderboard? It just looks like a name that's going to pass people. Like that. I would love to see like I know Jazz is already a nickname, but I feel like Tiger would come up with a sick nickname for that. For Jazz? He'd be like yeah, Jazz Jazzy. Too. Yeah. <laughs> He'll change his nickname. Yeah. Well, that's what Tiger loves to do. It's all about nicknames. Yeah. The worst pick, Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> three picks after Dustin Johnson. Why was that a bad pick? He's forty fifth in the world and he's like twenty three years old. Could have picked like Playing yourself, Zach. <laughs> I'm looking future. Hovland. I'd rather Hovland or Wolf. Well, I'm saying, I mean, he's already the brighter uh, future. Okay, well, see, I don't think I, I was looking for Wolf. Is he even? Is he in the top 100 anymore? Yeah, he, yeah, for sure. He has to be. He won. I, I thought he was, and then I was looking for him, and I don't. I still don't see him. Let me do so some, some intel. I thought I saw his no, name. No, I, I love Hovland, and I really, really wanted him. But, Let me uh, throw you guys a hypothetical here. If I would have taken Tiger with my second pick and Rom was still out there, Zach, would you have taken Rom over DeChambeau? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, you're right. Wolf is 110th in the world. I don't know how that's even yeah. possible with winning. He, he was up to like 70th or 80th, and then he just, all the spring, it was miscuts to her. You know, like yeah. 40th or 50th, something like that. Yeah, um, I thought you weren't going to take Rom. That was that would have been wild. I don't. I like. I always have like personal vendettas where I just can't. So like, just with so we throw this out here. You know, this is the the Brett Wilber interview episode. Anyway, um, <laughs> your vendettas are my vendettas. Uh, and I guess it's 
it may seem like I hate Spanish people because I hate Sergio Garcia and I hate John Rahm. Well, if you're a Tiger fan, you got to hate Sergio. Tiger. I mean, I especially like I, I never really liked the guy, but ever since the 2013 Players Championship, oh god, Sergio yeah. basically blamed the Tiger for playing poorly and just was such a mental midget. Ever when, he since. Dunked, when he dunked that ball in the water on 17, I was like so happy. Oh my god, yeah, like I'm. Like obviously not as happy as like Tiger winning, but like just below that level every time. You I think you were like, just below Tiger's level of happiness? <laughs> yeah, no, no, just below like like when I see Tiger win. Oh, okay. Like, the, the level the level of like seeing Sergio play poorly is like just below that level. Okay, that's like as a Montreal Canadiens fan, like seeing the Leafs lose is equally yeah. as good as the Habs winning. It's like all of America seeing like the Warriors lose. Yes. 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 Exactly. Even. Even uh, I, I just came across this today again for some reason. It was when the Warriors and Raptors were playing in the finals, and everyone in America was a Toronto Raptors fan besides yeah. California. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then obviously I hate Patrick Reed just because it's Patrick Reed. Yeah, so I ended up getting Patrick Reed. I bet uh, you guys would like Patrick Reed because Tiger likes Patrick Reed. No, I don't think Tiger likes – like he stood – like he stuck his neck out for Patrick Reed because he knows he's a good player and he thought that he could handle him as the, as the captain. Yeah. But I don't know if he exactly – I mean, I don't, I don't see them, like, going out to dinner together. I don't think that would I got to say, I would like Patrick Reed if Patrick Reed was, like, more over-the-top bad guy. Like, everyone says that he plays the bad guy role. He does not. He, like no. – he, he, like, always is apologizing for doing the thing and being like, no, I didn't cheat. He should just be come forward and be like, "Yeah, screw you guys. I didn't think anyone would see." Then I'd be like, <laughs> "I love this guy. This guy's great." <laughs> but everyone, this whole narrative that he like loves to play the bad guy role is just made up. He wants yeah, to be loved. It's unloved. Just a shame. I don't know. It's just like he didn't. He didn't get off to such a hot start. I mean, what was it like five or six years ago? Saying. Uh, Oh, I think I'm a top five player in the world. Yeah, dude. and I don't think has. I mean, he's seventh now, but I don't think he's ever been top five. Yeah, that I don't hate him for. That's just like confidence. Well, I like, know yeah, but you he should have been more that. like. That's like if um, speaking of like my like like Colin Morikawa saying, "Oh, I'm a top five player in the world right now." Yeah, I'd be like, I respect it. Like, like oh no, but like you're so obviously not. It's like it's like okay. This is no. Again, you have to have content. We're just going like you're getting me going because we're going like we're talking about all the things I hate. Like I hate the Warriors. It's like Draymond Green. <laughs> you guys see the thing that came out the other day where he said like him and Steph like changed like the face of basketball. That I don't like because that's oh, you like, did not. You yeah, played some decent defense, got some rebounds, and then you passed it out to two of the best shooters in, in NBA history. So you got some good assist numbers. Yeah, that I don't like because that's like making like like making yourself to be like the greatest ever or anything being like I'm top five in the world is just like confidence top five in the world though you know how hard golf is yeah no but it's like but well first of all for sure Colin Morikawa I would guess like there he must think he's he has the ability to be top five or his ability not that he's currently Patrick yeah. is currently a top five player in the world but even if you say you're currently a lot of them probably do think they're top five because like you can't be that good I I think you can, like, there's a difference, but there's a difference between, like, saying it to yourself to kind of, like, like, you kind of have to be, like, that way where you, like, think you're that good. Yeah. You know, I could beat anybody, like, any day of the week. 
to be like that good, but then there's a difference between like going out and saying it. Yeah. I just I, I wish he was more of an asshole, but <laughs> uh, what stealing from his teammates in college wasn't good enough for you? No, that's true. No, yeah. So that yeah. does make him like a be estranged from his family. Yeah. No, that's that's probably is why I don't like him, actually, because he's like like you have like bad boys who are like not actually bad people, but just like like for those who follow like hockey, like Brad Marshall. He's just like an asshole on the ice, but like I feel like off the ice he's just like fairly normal. He's yeah, like you guys here and know nothing about hockey. <laughs> I don't know who's someone in basketball who like gets in everyone's head. Exactly. Like Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah. I listened yeah. to your, your guys' send in podcast and I learned so much about hockey. It was you, you guys need to follow hockey. I know. Yeah. I I love hockey. So I mean especially playoff hockey. Yeah. So much fun. Creative. I desperately want to like be invested in hockey, but I I just can't. I mean, I don't know why. Playoff it's hockey. Tough. Playoff hockey is better than any sporting event. Period. The Masters, Tiger Woods coming down the stretch on Sunday. The Masters in general, yes, but not Tiger Woods. That was like one of the greatest moments. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Like I'll give you, it's better than like better than the 2017 and 2018 Masters when. Two yeah, that's what I'm saying in general. Yeah, no, Tiger Woods. That's probably like the best sporting moment I've ever seen. I just like there. I will never get more excited than like when you're watching ESPN in February and a Masters commercial comes on. Yeah, it's like oh, that's like two months away, and that's just. And then they they show like the green grass and the azaleas and all the winners, all the moments. So before we uh, shut it down, what do you think on that, Brett? Because we never got your opinion on all that. When do you think the uh, do you think the Masters is going to happen? I mean, it's scheduled to happen. Um, See, so here's here's my thought. Like, I think they can play golf without fans, just like normal tournaments, and have it be fine. But I just I don't know. Like, especially considering Tiger is my favorite golfer. Like, like the thing about Tiger is like you can tell the difference between a Tiger roar and a regular roar, and like you can almost like feel him breathing down your neck when he's playing well. Yeah, and I just don't think that happens. And like, it's, it might be a good thing for you know. Maybe if a guy like Tony Finau is in contention and he's not playing with Tiger down the stretch of the Masters. They uh, did say, though, Tiger's won twice with no crowds. He won the Zozo with no crowd or something. There was, like, no one there one day. It was very uh, – That's right, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what, what was happening then. It was, like, low spectators. Um, oh, gosh, what, there was, what was it? I don't remember. Something bad. It's probably like a weather thing. Yeah, and then something else. I forget what uh, – there was another tournament he won with no crowds. So He won't um, have the advantage of hitting it into people and the ball just showing up. But Yeah. That. Brooks Kapka mentioned that the other day. Like, I mean, we always think when we're playing golf, you know, you, you'll hit one and you'll see exactly where it is, not in a bad spot, and you walk up there and you're like, where the hell did it go? Like if only I was playing on the PGA Tour. Yes. I wonder how much of that is going to happen. Because there's you, you might not even hit like a bad shot. It's just down the right in the rough, and then yeah, you get up there and it's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, with so many less volunteers and stuff, it, it would actually be hilarious. They played and then like everyone shot like a hundred, and they're like, "Holy shit, we did not anticipate that we couldn't find the balls." Like, had, like yeah, it's not even good golfers. It's just people that are good with pressure. Yeah, <laughs> they're just good at aiming at people. Exactly. Really the crowds are good when the lights are on. Yeah, I think we definitely need we need to see this. We need some tournaments without fans to see what it's like. I agree. 
I'm fine with just like a normal tournament without fans. Yeah, like golf, it doesn't I mean, matter. you know, if they just play any old tournament, like if it's golf, they have some drone footage out there. Like yeah. that'd be pretty sick. Um, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch that all day long. But then it would be weird too because a major won't be the first tournament back. Like I think if you played the Masters, the first tournament back with no fans, I'd probably be fine with it. But then once you like you see golf with no fans. And then it's like you're getting ready, like getting amped up for the Masters. And then how crazy would the viewership be if the Masters was like the first sporting event they brought back? Oh my god! They would have to break. I, I mean, every golf viewership yeah. record for sure. Why? Some of the one of these players, like who's not making so much money right now, should just like like all these young guys, like Hovland, Morikawa, and Wolf, who probably haven't made so much yet. They should organize between them to just have like a pay per view event and they make yeah. so much money i agree nothing else to do yeah, they're really quick. like i mean i got excited today because rory posted a few swing videos i'm not sure if you guys saw those not today no yeah well he posted i mean he posted his swing looks i mean sexy as usual and then like every single golf like page that i follow just reposted because it, it just looks beautiful that's all we got that's i mean that's what i got today yeah so i got a little bit of golf and then i I saw that, and then I picked up a club and started swinging in a mirror. Just I mean, anything. I started putting in my bedroom. That's all you got. That's well, all I, uh, it's, I, it's, I think that's all we got. Anything else? But we we got to do our trivia. Oh, I completely forgot. The trivia. <laughs> all right, boys. Here we go. It's gonna be golf related. Okay. Okay. So there have been a lot of like. Um, Jack has famously finished second in majors, I think, like 19 times. A lot. That's all I know. Yeah, a lot. Like, ridiculous. It was crazy, dude, because when I was looking at it, I was looking for Tiger's name, and I don't even think he's finished second, like, twice. It's either he's won or top ten or something like that. But, um, all right. So, Colin Montgomery has finished second the most times in majors without winning. How many times did he finish second? I'm going to make it easy for you. It's going to be odd numbers. It's either 1A1, B3, C5, or D7. Who goes first? Um, let's have the boss, Zach Penster. All right. I'm going D7. Okay. Mo share? I will go with C5. And that's it. Oh no! I was confident in seven. Wait, has Lee Westwood hasn't won, right? I'm not going crazy. No. And he came second. Although I think technically his second in, in 2008 doesn't count. Dude, he was so close um, at the Open last year. Yeah, yeah. I thought he had so many seconds. I picked him to win too. Really? Wow. Yeah. I thought he had so many seconds because that's why I'm like, wait, if Westwood isn't first, I feel like they have more than five, but I guess not. Yeah, was, five, five without winning majors. That's, I mean, that's to be that close five times and not win. Yeah. yeah. Well, hasn't Phil finished second at the U.S. Open like three times alone? Oh, but it's without winning. Oh. So, Colin, um, Colin Montgomery's never won a major. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so this is the only guys who haven't won a major. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That was a good trivia question. Hey, second place still gets a big paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not hurting. I mean, you know, he's still 
won plenty on the PGA Tour, made millions of dollars, and got to play golf for a living. That's just the craziest part, like, of all these guys who put aside, like, the millions of dollars and the fame. Like, they get to play golf for a living. Yeah. That's just dumb. What a great life. <laughs> exactly. So jealous. All right. Well, now I'm over in uh, trivia after I started this trivia thing. Okay. now, Zach. It's horrible. I see what you guys have to deal with. But uh, thanks, you guys, for watching. Uh, hopefully, you guys subscribe and like the video because it really helps us out a lot. And uh, if you're listening, just keep listening. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Take care, boys. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.